What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And on today's show, we're joined by John Kegley, one of the original members of the Locked On Chargers podcast to break down this weekend's game against the Chiefs. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi, made for football watching. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they will join another league, the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Before we get started, we are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog. And we've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly during the season. And now this is our third season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast bring you your team every day. All right, guys. Well, it's preview Friday. Thank you to everyone who's checking in with us today for the first time. And a thank you to all of our loyal listeners as well. We're going to start today by talking about the news, which is that center Mike Pouncey has officially been placed on injured reserve and should have season-ending hip surgery. So his time with the Chargers is likely done. Other than that, the Chargers also activated Gabe Neighbors, their fullback, in a corresponding move. But we'll also talk about the injury report for both sides. Joey Bosa missed practice earlier on in the week. He was able to practice limited in a limited capacity on Thursday. And also, good news about Trey Turner, who looks like he'll be making his first start for the Chargers this year. But in the second segment, we're going to be getting into our keys for success, starting with the offense. Because if we're talking about what this team needs to do to be successful this weekend, it's going to start with putting up points against this Kansas City team. And then we'll wrap the show up with the defensive keys for success and then the game predictions and bold predictions for this weekend's game. But let's go ahead and get into it. On Thursday, the Los Angeles Chargers decided to place center Mike Pouncey on injured reserve as he is going to have season-ending hip surgery. This is Daniel Wade, joined by David Drogmeyer with your Locked on Chargers lead story. Chargers center Mike Pouncey missed most of the 2019 season with a severe neck injury that was thought to be potentially career-ending, but he was able to rehab that and come back with the Chargers in 2020 and unfortunately his season is going to be coming to an end this year and potentially his career as a charger and in the NFL could be in jeopardy now that he has to have a major hip surgery something that has nagged him since his time with the Miami Dolphins he was an unquestioned leader on this team even if his play was uneven David but you never want to see one of the vocal and team leaders go down for the Chargers especially this early on in the season. Definitely not. I think you got a a good idea of what kind of leader he was on watching Hard Knocks this year. He definitely was more of a coach on the field as he was injured and unable to really participate in training camp. Mike Pouncey being placed on IR is the third starter that was placed on IR for the Chargers this year, joining Drew Tranquil and Derwin James. This hip injury that effectively ended his time with the Miami Dolphins is doing the same for the Chargers this year. And, you know, the Chargers signing Mike Pouncey to a one-year extension last year now looks like a colossal waste of money. I would not be surprised if this hip injury not only ends his time with the Chargers, but unfortunately ends his career in the NFL. 
Also, in a corresponding move, the Chargers decided to bring Gabe Neighbors up from the practice squad. Gabe Neighbors was a part of the two players active for game day uh, on week one, but now, Daniel, he is officially a member of the 53-man roster. Yeah, he was part of the two extra players the teams are allowed to bring up on any given week due to COVID-19, but now he takes the place of Mike Pouncey, and the Chargers didn't really use a fullback in week one against the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll see if that could change this week against the Kansas City Chiefs, but we now have the final important injury report of the week, and that is the Thursday practice, the practice that usually indicates the most whether a player is going to play or not and there were a couple of guys that have not practiced all week including Justin Jackson who is still recovering from his quadriceps injury that doesn't look good for this weekend same as Donald Parm who has had an illness that one's hard to predict for this weekend but there was good news David because Joey Bosa was able to get back on the practice field even if it was just in limited participation and also Trey Turner looks like he could potentially be making his first start for the Chargers because he has been able to go out there and fully practice but all eyes were on Joey Bosa not just during the week but also last weekend when he had to leave against the Bengals and it looks like he is closer to playing this weekend even if it's still unsure definitely unsure Daniel but he is trending in the right direction he did not practice on Wednesday but was a limited participant in practice on Thursday that's definitely the progression that you want to see and I do think this is an effort by the Chargers to try to get him as healthy as he as possible for him to be able to contribute on Sunday it is a big game it's a division game against the defending Super Bowl champions the Chargers need to have their best player on the football field ready and available to get after Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's also a positive development that Trey Turner looks like he is going to make his debut for the Chargers on Sunday. He was upgraded from a limited participant to a full participant, and it now seems like the Chargers are finally going to get a little bit closer to the offensive line that they envisioned when they started the year getting Brian Bulaga and Trey Turner. That will definitely help them run, run the football a lot more effectively, and Daniel, they need all hands on deck going up against the Chiefs. They need all of their good players to be available on Sunday. And last week, guard Tyree St. Louis filled in for Trey Turner, and it was his first ever start in the NFL, his first ever action in an NFL game. And you go from that to potentially a five-time pro bowler, especially one who's as physically imposing as Trey Turner is. The Chargers tried to run behind Tyree St. Louis last week, especially in those short-yarded situations, had no success. Now you might be able to have someone out there that can move people and get some push for that line. But on the Chiefs' side of things, a few guys did not practice for them all week. Charvarius Ward, the corner, has a broken hand and will probably miss this game. And the other two were defensive lineman, edge rusher Alex Okafor, and also Colin Saunders were unable to participate this week. Those are three big pieces of this Chiefs' defense of this Chiefs defense that do not look like they'll be out there. So that is some positive news for the Chargers. But all of their main guys, for the most part, their superstars will be ready to play when the Chargers match up against them this weekend. But we do have to get into our keys for success. We're going to start with the offensive side of the ball because we know they have their work cut out for them this weekend and have a much better outing than they did last weekend against the Bengals defense. But first, I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Visa Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether they are our corner stores, our coffee spots, or our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders, they call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. Right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so now it's time for us to return the favor. 
The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. All right, well, it's time to get into our keys for success for this Chargers offense that was only able to put up 16 points against the Bengals. We'll need a lot more contributions for a lot more from a lot more of their players this week because they're going to have to put up some points this week, John, if they want to keep up with this high-powered Kansas City Chiefs offense. The Chargers offense is going to have to at least be able to go up and down the field and make their possessions count when they have the ball. But last week, the Chargers ran for 155 yards, but it was actually just about four yards per carry. You would hope to see them be a little bit more efficient than that. And also, they really, really struggled on third down and situational football. So with all those things being said, John, we've heard the coaching staff echo those sentiments to some excess, but they don't seem worried. What do you want to see from this Chargers offense to finally you know, break out a little bit this week and put up some points? I want to see them have better play calling, plays that actually complement each other. Doing things like if you run the ball two or three times in a row, you set up a play action, not a direct snap to the QB from the shotgun and run a hook route to Keenan Allen. You do a play action, you roll out, hit the tight end or a fullback in the flats, maybe get Keenan Allen coming from the backside. You do things like that that gets the offense going, and by doing that you create these long, sustained drives that wear out the Chiefs' defense while giving your defense a rest. And at the same time, it keeps Patrick Mahomes off the field. So if you have better play calling that allows your offense to stay on the field, get the Chiefs' defense out of position, and control the time of possession, you can win this game. And that's going to be huge because the limited success we've seen from other teams against this Kansas City Chiefs team is being able to limit the possessions they have. And I think they'll help that out with their little dink and dunk offense they ran Week once against the Texans, too, they ran the ball a lot, which limited how many possessions they had. But obviously, they don't need very many to put up a lot of points. And this Chargers offense will need much better play calling, especially in those critical situations. The Chargers were 6 of 16 on third downs last week. Nine of those third downs were third and six or longer. That is not an area where Tyrod Taylor excels. That's not what this offense is built to pick up. But when you get in those situations, one of the things I'd like to see more is getting Tyrod Taylor on the move like he was able to convert that third down to Jalen Guyton, like he was able to find Hunter Henry for his long pass. And obviously the chunk yardage will be something that's very important for this team as well. And I think, David, part of that starts with finding Austin Eckler because if anyone can take a pass from behind the line of scrimmage and turn it into a big play, it's Austin Eckler. And he had 19 rushes last week but only one reception, which is really where he's most dangerous. Yeah, he was a thousand, almost a 1,000-yard receiver last year. It's not smart to not involve him more in the passing game. He's shown throughout his tenure with the Chargers that he is just an electric receiver and a guy, when he gets the ball in space, he can make people miss. That is part of my key to success on the offensive side is throwing the football to the running backs. Kansas City is extremely susceptible to getting exposed by the running backs in the passing game. Since 2019, the Chargers have 248 receiving yards against the Chiefs in those two games. And the Chiefs' defense is relatively unchanged from last year. So there is a huge opportunity to exploit the Chiefs' defense by throwing the ball to the running backs, get Joe Reed involved, 
please just get more creative with the play calling, but that includes getting the ball in the running back's hands and getting you in more manageable down and distance. This is going to help that. They need to incorporate that more against the Chiefs on Sunday. Absolutely, and I think that limiting turnovers for this team is obviously something that has absolutely killed them in the past. They had so many turnovers against the Kansas City Chiefs last year, and that cost them games. I think since Anthony Lynn took over, he was talking about in a press conference, the turnover margin is 17 turnovers for the Chiefs and only two for the Chargers. That's not how you get things done. But, John, at the same time, I all, we all know that Tyrod Taylor doesn't turn the ball over very often, but... I'm tired of that being something that we see as such a positive because it's going to take a lot more than that. Tyrod Taylor is going to have to play well if the Chargers are going to win this game. And I think part of that is not taking empty passes. I mean, too many times last week, Tyrod ended up lofting it out of bounds or throwing it into double coverage instead of trying to check down to the running backs. I mean, the Chargers are going to have to be so much more efficient this week. And I think it's going to start with Tyrod Taylor being more efficient, 15 of 30 or 16 of 30, I should say, is not going to get it done. They're going to need him to play well this week, and if he is going to run the ball, it's going to have to look a lot better than six rushes for seven yards. Well, he needs to be a little bit more aggressive when it comes to throwing the ball. And when when I say that, I don't mean, well, it, it might be double coverage, but you can still find a hole there. I mean more like look for the yards somewhere. Don't be conservative and just say, oh, well, my throw's not there. I'm just going to loft it out of bounds or something. Find the yards, throw it to a running back like you mentioned, or look for your backup receiver, go through your reads. I know there's too many times I saw him just staring down one guy lots of times. And if you really, really want to make a play, you have to go through your reads. And if it worst comes to worst, you check it down to your running back and get three yards. Cool. At least it's not an empty play. It's not a negative. It's a positive play. If, if first and 10 becomes second and seven because you dumped it to your running back, there was no other options good and have a better iq like make a better audible at the line of scrimmage joe burrow made a audible to do a quarterback draw up the middle as a rookie you've been in the league for how long you got to start making a better audible i haven't really seen him adjust a play very well he does all the motions and makes a read on the defense but i don't really see him doing the audibles well yeah and i think that also goes with just these empty possessions i mean he had the chance of making a decision on a read option on a fourth down play in the first half against the Bengals. He made the wrong decision, and he ends up getting tackled for a loss on third down, on fourth down. That is, I mean, if the Chargers go 0 for 2 on fourth downs, it's hard to have faith they're going to do well in this game. And I think, you know, there's kind of opposite predictions, you know, and keys for success for the Chargers offense than the defense, David, because for this Chargers offense, scoring the touchdowns, ending drives with seven points, instead of three points like we've talked about is going to be so critical for them and for the defense holding them to field goals would be okay but the Chargers have to be so much better this week offensively because a good game from the Chargers defense is going to hold the Chiefs to 24 points Shane Steichen has a ton of pressure on him this week David and getting Keenan Allen involved I think is going to be absolutely crucial in this game four for 37 is not going to get it done Keenan Allen's going to have to have a big game Mike Williams is probably going to have to have a big game and Austin Eckler is going to have to too but I think all of these things culminate and they can have all of the yards and things that they want but if they're not capitalizing on their possessions getting those third down conversions finishing drives with touchdowns it's not going to matter against a team that last year came back in every game of the postseason like double digits to win those games yeah absolutely you cannot trade 
threes for sevens. It's just not going to work in this game. We've already touched on many times throughout the week that the Chiefs can score at will. And I know Keenan Allen has reminded me a little bit of a wrestler who I watched a couple years ago by the name of Ryback when he says, feed me more. That is what you need to do to Keenan Allen. The Chiefs are going to be on their third string cornerback in this football game, so there's going to be plenty of opportunities to exploit the corners. You definitely don't want to go at the safeties. Tyron Matthew is a dangerous guy, but the corners are going to be susceptible. Keenan Allen, we all know, is a crazy route technician. you got to get him more involved in the offense if you're going to win this game. But my... Next and last key to success on the offensive side is to run the football. The Chiefs gave up 22 rushes for 118 yards and two touchdowns against the Texans. They do not block against the run very well. They are definitely a team you can run the football on. The Chargers ran for 155 yards last week. I definitely see an opportunity where they can get close to that number this week. Definitely need to have the explosive plays, but you need to work in the running game as well. And I just want to see a more efficient running game from the Chargers this week. I wanted them averaging more than four yards per carry, which is fine. But what that turned into usually was just a few different chunk plays and then a lot of two-yard gains. And I think the play calling will have a lot to do with that. But that's another way to really deaden the pass rush of the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Running right at Frank Clark, running right at Chris Jones, getting a double team at the point of attack and driving those guys off of the line of scrimmage and trying to take some of their best weapons away from them. And that's usually a good way to neutralize a pass rusher is just by out-physicaling them, making them work in run, in run defense, running right at them a lot of times and, and really making those guys uncomfortable and have to think about it before they just absolutely fire off the ball. But if you're in third and nine, there's no you know trickery about it. I mean, they know you're passing the ball, so that kind of predictability can't happen against the Chiefs. But we do have one more segment to get into because the Chargers defense will also have their hands full this week against this Kansas City Chiefs offense. So we're going to get we're going to get into that right after this. But first, this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game of full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes in the condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place, and NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's top concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. All you have to do is go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. The Chargers defense played exceptionally well last week outside of a few situations and in the second half, pass rush stopped getting home. They were having some issues with a lot of those underneath routes and the Bengals kind of just chipping away. Plus a couple of plays on the back end where they got lucky that could have potentially been touchdowns. But now the Chargers go up against arguably the best offense in the league. For my money, it is the best offense in the league. And the offense that has the most pieces that you have to specifically game plan for and try to stop. So 
David, obviously the Chargers have a ton of talent still left on this defense, even without Derwin James and Drew Tranquil. You still have Casey Hayward coming off his AFC Defensive Player of the Week award. And also Chris Harris Jr., who they brought in in free agency, as well as you know some other talented guys on the rest of that defense with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. But what are your keys for success to try to slow down and contain this Kansas City Chiefs offense in Week 2? Yeah, well, I think the for, for me, the first key for the Chargers to have success against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday is to stay disciplined. The Chiefs use a lot of misdirection. They like to get you out of position and exploit you on the outside. So you have to stay disciplined and stay to your assignments. If you do that in this football game, I think you will have a lot more success. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the Chargers absolutely need to do that and more. And I expect a lot from the Chargers defense this week if the Chargers are going to stay in the game. And one of the main ways I think that they can not only stay in the game but find a way to steal the game is by turning defense into offense. Last week, we saw the Chargers get two turnovers and only be able to get three points off of those turnovers. The defense needs to take the burden on their shoulders this week. And I think if you get one or two defensive touchdowns and you get a pick six, you get a scoop and score opportunity that could totally flip this game on its head. And I think, John, obviously that's asking a lot from this Chargers defense, but I just think this week for the Chargers defense, it's going to be a lot and they need to continue to get turnovers if they're going to have any chance. Well, and one way you can get these turnovers, I mean, it sounds kind of weird because we've been harping on more blitzing, more aggressive defense, but you got to do the bend, don't break defense. It sounds weird, but the Chiefs is the one team that that defense has been working on over the past few years. You Patrick Mahomes can barely get to 200 passing yards on it. They don't get as many big plays. And you give the Chiefs more plays, if you will, to have a chance at the turnover. If you're allowing five play drives for touchdowns because the Chiefs are picking up big yards, then there's less chance for them to get turnovers. But if they have to do – if they get a touchdown drive and it's a 12-play drive, there was 12 chances for you to get a turnover on there. So you, you cannot let them get the big plays by doing the bend don't break defense and let the Chiefs be patient and let them move up the field. And if they can somehow beat you by doing that, they won't score as many points. It'll probably be like 24, 28 points, somewhere around there. But at the same time, you leave yourself in position to tie or win the game in the fourth quarter because you limited all their big plays. And if your offense is maintaining their side of the ball as well, you should be within seven points, if not tied, by the time the fourth quarter shows. I was going to say, I definitely agree with that, John, and that was part of one of my keys for success on the defensive side was to limit the explosive plays. Per Daniel Popper of The Athletic, the Chargers have only given up 6.75 explosive plays to Patrick Mahomes, and if you're asking yourself what is considered an explosive play, that's a run of more than 12 yards or a pass of over 16 yards. The Chiefs love to hit the big play. They love to hit the explosive play. So limiting those explosive plays as much as possible is definitely going to help you help you win the football game on Sunday. Yeah, and I have a couple more I want to get into too. And I think it starts for me with just the situational defense, being able to get off the field on third down and fourth down. Andy Reid is not shy about going for it on fourth down. If they give you that golden opportunity to gain a possession back for your offense in a game that we're trying to see very limited possessions in, that would be absolutely huge. And it doesn't matter whether it's a turnover on down or an interception. Either way, getting the ball back is something that needs to happen 
for this Chargers defense. And another thing I think is going to be absolutely huge, and it's something we harp on seemingly every week for the Chargers going back for the last couple of years, is going to be the tackling. Last week, you saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the Chiefs' first-round pick in 2020, really just go off and absolutely touch the Houston Texans defense. In college, it was Joe Burrow's security blanket, a guy that was catching a ton of passes for him and being productive in the running game. He didn't really do anything in the receiving game last week, but he looked very explosive running the football, broke a ton of tackles. And I think if the Chargers are going to be the bend but don't break, that means there's going to be a lot of plays underneath. And John, even if you having them throw the ball short, that doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to be an explosive play because now once the ball is in their hands, what you do after that can stop a five-yard gain from turning into a 50-yard gain. Yeah, Rayshon Jenkins. <laughs> it's all it's all about the pursuit angle and the tackling. If they dump a pass to Tyreek Hill for five yards in the flats, you got to make the tackle, and you got to have good pursuit angle too. Even if you're not the person that's making the tackle, you got to follow your pursuit angle to where you, that guy would be if the tackle's broken. You got to be that next line of defense. And Rashad Jenkins struggles on this a lot. If someone breaks a tackle and starts running. Pursuit, tackle, pursuit, tackle. Don't run at him. Run to where he will be. And even if you happen to accidentally overrun him where he stops and cuts back in, you just gave your teammates a chance to catch up and make the tackle. Last year, we gave up so many big plays due to Rayshon Jenkins not taking a proper pursuit angle. The rest of the team's got to do it, especially the linebackers. This is going to be big for linebackers. If the Chiefs are dinking and dunking up and down the field, you got to be able to attack at the right angle and wrap up. No arm tackling. Don't be throwing your shoulder into them. Wrap up. Wrapping up is huge, and it's not always a given, especially with the guys the Chargers are putting out there right now. Two of their best tacklers, their best tacklers are Drew Tranquil and Derwin James, and both those guys won't be out there. And those are the matchups that scare me. I mean, having Travis Kelsey out there, Derwin James was really, really good against Travis Kelsey. And that was a really fun matchup to watch that we're not going to be getting this season. So that kind of sucks because those guys always go out. And usually Derwin James came out the better man in those situations. But trying to stop all of the speed on this Chiefs offense and seeing what they did last week. I mean, using Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, all those guys getting involved and adding Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, this Chargers defense is going to have their work cut out for them, but I do think this is a measuring stick game for this defense. We know that they're good. We know that they're talented. Holding Joe Burrow to 13 points against the Bengals is something that is looks really good, but you're going to be judged on what you're able to do against this specific offense this week. But let's quickly get into our game predictions for this one, guys. Actually, let's start with our bold prediction. So, David, where are you going with your bold prediction this week for the Chargers? So, for my bold prediction, I am going to go on the defensive side this time. I think Chris Harris Jr. and his familiarity with playing in the AFC West is going to help this Chargers defense in this game. And I'm going to say he's going to pick off Patrick Mahomes twice. I would love to see that, and I think it would obviously give the Chargers a much better shot at winning the game. I'm going to go with a little bit of an unconventional one. I think that Tyrod Taylor is going to get two touchdowns this week. I think he's going to throw for a touchdown and run for a touchdown in this game, solving some of those Chargers red zone issues. John, where are you going? I think Josh Kelly's going to get his first 100-yard performance, and I'm going to make it 150 yards rushing this Whoa. week for Josh Kelly. Whoa, that is a bold prediction. I mean, I think 
If there was a guy I would put money on to get to that number, I would definitely say it's Joshua Kelly, especially the way he looked week one. And it'll be a, a big week for him to show that it wasn't just a flash in the pan. If he can go out there and continue to, you know, average five yards to carry like he did last week and truck stick people, he's going to get himself a much bigger role on this offense and be really, you know, potentially the team's number one option for between the tackles running, which he should be already. But it's game prediction time. So we'll start with the pessimist. John Kegley, the king of everything that goes wrong. What is your final score prediction for this weekend's game against the Chiefs? Well, past history of the Chiefs winning 11 of the last 12, and if not for a missed field goal and a Seyesher 2-2 miracle catch in the corner of the end zone, it would be 13 of the last 14. I'm going to say the Chiefs win this game 35-10. to I just don't trust our offense to stay on the field enough. Wow. I mean, I, it's hard for me to really go against that. I mean, just specifically against this team. I know Superfan Zach is not going to be happy about these predictions. David, you're the optimist of the group. Where are you going? You got the Chargers winning in this one? I wish I did. I, I really do. I mean, obviously, yes, I'm an And he optimist. made his prediction yesterday. And yes, <laughs> the I, I already made my prediction on the crossover because they put me on the spot. But I have sweetened it a little bit, you know, just doing some more research on it, you know, doing my keys for success and getting in, digging into this game a little bit more. I do feel like the Chargers defense does have uh, something figured out about this Chiefs offense. I think they do a better job of limiting them than any other team that they go up against. So with that being said, I still just don't think the Chargers offense isn't where it needs to be. I don't think they're in sync enough to be able to put up enough points to match up. I do like the defense, but I still have them losing this football game 28-20. to And he will be the only one that has it in a one-possession game. I mean, it is more Chargers to have it be a one-possession game. The Chiefs ended up you know, making it a double-digit lead last year in the second game, but... I think the Chargers are able to you know, hold it close for some of it. My biggest question is, is what does this offense look like if they go down 14 points, if they are chasing late? Can they just open it up and flip that switch to turn into a different offense than they want to be? I don't know because I haven't seen it with this team yet. I think that the Chargers you know, solve some things offensively but still aren't able to put up a ton of points. I have this game being a little bit lopsided, 31 to 17 Chiefs. I just, until I see them go up against this team that has just consistently battered the Chargers over the last, you know, few seasons, last five, six, seven seasons, I mean, I'm not really liking their chances. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Hopefully, we can be back here on Monday talking to you guys about an even a super improbable win. I mean, those ones always feel so much better. I don't think any of us have the Chargers beating the Packers last year. So maybe we'll have another chance to eat some crow and be excited about this team. But until next week, guys, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page, Locked On Chargers. Make sure to also subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's a follow on Spotify or subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. If you guys want to get your reactions going into the game, If you guys want to give your preview going into the game or your reactions after the game, the number is 323-524-7924 for the Locked On Chargers voicemail line. We try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show, but let's hope the Chargers can pull off a miracle this weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll be back with you on Monday to recap it, but until then, take it easy and go Bolts.